the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We'll set up your virtual appointment today with me, Ryan, at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Business 1440, KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump made a big announcement yesterday saying it's time that houses of worship around the country get their doors back open. The president said it's wrong for governors to identify liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential services, but not churches. So I'm correcting this injustice and calling houses of worship essential. In a White House announcement, he threatened to override any governor who disagrees. The president said houses of worship hold our society together and millions of Americans embrace worship as an essential part of life. In America, we need more prayer, not less. Greg Clugston. Washington. Now to Wall Street, it was a mixed bag to end the week Friday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average surrendered nine points to wind up the week at 24,465. Oil prices gave up 67 pennies a barrel. This is SRN News. We've had our lives flipped upside down recently, and for many of us, things just got a lot rougher. But we've faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. If all this craziness has you protecting the ones you care about, don't let it stop when we get through this. Keep the protection rolling with a life insurance shield around your family. For over 30 years, Term Provider has been providing affordable term life insurance at better prices and with better service, including policies that don't need an in-home exam. As for Big Lou, he's just like you, spending time at home with his kids, too. No matter what your medical history, prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, at Term Provider, we can help you find a million dollars or more of term life insurance at affordable rates to fit your budget. There's no obligation, so call now for your free quote. Call 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. Quick random thought ran through my head that I can't resist sharing with you. If Representative Ocasio-Cortez is right that one doesn't make a billion dollars, one takes a billion dollars, is it also true that one doesn't make a Big Mac, one takes a Big Mac? I'm just curious. Just asking questions, you know. Don't give me all those negative waves. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. We are live here during uh, a Memorial Day weekend where we where we mark uh, the, the ultimate sacrifice of our heroes uh, on this weekend. Um, just a note, most of uh, your, your cemeteries which would have a Memorial Day service. I grew up across the street from a cemetery. Maybe explain some things about me. But there was a, there's a large ceremony on the south side of uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, where I grew up. Um, and in that neighborhood, um, we used to go play in the, na- in, in the cemetery from time to time because you could ride your bikes around. And uh, as, long as, you didn't, as long as you didn't ride on the grass and over a gravestone, I mean, you were, if you stayed on the paths, the, the uh, people, the, the, the caretakers of the cemetery turned a blind eye to you. So you could ride around all you wanted. It was a pretty cool place to go hang out. Um, and, um, but every Memorial Day, there'd be a service in there. Most of those services are canceled because of Corona. Right? Placing of flags by uh, a Boy Scout troop. Uh, I was a Boy Scout at the church at one in, at the other end of that same said cemetery, um, and we would go plant flags at the uh, in the area where we knew veterans uh, had been buried. We we had the, they were marked for us by those same caretakers to let us ride our bikes. And it's an important it's an important day. So if you have your if you have access to a, a flag, and you know where a veteran, perhaps a loved one, or you know who died, uh, was particularly those who died in battle, would you please go ahead and go put that flag out there? Because we're going to have to do those things individually, with the social distance, please and thank you. We're live, 651-289-4477, the number to call, questions and comments today, 651-289-4477 on, on what looks like it's going to be kind of a gray weekend. All three days look like they're going to be gray. Hopefully things turn out, turn a little warmer and a little uh, uh, sunnier uh, than, than we've started out this weekend. Uh, this is one of those weeks where... where 
I begin to think perhaps we've hit that first moment where we think things are okay. Now, I'm married to a lovely woman, okay? We've been married over 30 years. And I just tried to do the date in my head. We're coming up on 32. There you go. Um, We're coming up on 32 in about uh, six, seven weeks. And um, I, you know, she's taken the principal's courses in economics. She's never taken anything more. She at one time tried her hand at day trading when it was kind of all the rage back in the late 1990s. Was smart enough to realize that at some point something had turned. Her, her degree was actually in psychology. And she realized at one point, you know, something's changed and what I think of as being good as being good instincts don't look like good instincts right now, so can get me out of this. And so we did. Uh, and she's never day-traded since then. Um, she, still, she still gives uh, stock advice. But I say this because I rely on her to sort of have that, that Vox Populi uh, um, sense of where things are. And she says to me a few days ago, I don't care what the I don't care what the law says or what the governor says or what Twitter says or what Facebook says. It kind of feels like this lockdown thing is beginning to be over. We took a we took a bicycle over to a bike shop to be her bicycle to be uh, fixed up because she's got a she's got a, a a loose chain and was beginning it was beginning to slip so we needed a derailleur tightened and. Yes, I know most of most of you probably have the handy person skills to do that yourself. Those okay in the gene pool that completely went by me. Okay, if it's mechanical, it's a mystery to me. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say I I I don't have any of that. We we went to drop the bike off. We were riding back, and she says, and we get in line to at the local Starbucks, which is not open except for the drive-thru window. So it takes about 20 minutes to go through the drive-thru, but we hadn't had a Starbucks coffee pretty much since uh, since they were closing things down in, in March. And she said, yeah, it's time. Let's go get a coffee. So we went and got coffees. Uh, and um, that was when she said, she looked around, she said, yeah, it just feels like we're kind of back to normal. And if you look at the data of the week, I don't think she's wrong. I think she might be <clears throat> there's a possibility that she's she's gone she's gotten her finger on the pulse of things. We have had a lot of discussion on the show about V shape, U shape, L shape, W shape, Nike swoosh, check mark. Okay, those are all different ways in which we try to draw what a recession looks like. And and it's not just the recession, but the the other side, the right-hand side of the letter, is a description of what the recovery phase looks like. And, and the swoosh, which is kind of new in the lexicon, is the idea that you go down sharply and you return to normal, but slowly. As opposed to the V, where you go back quickly. There are people who would argue, I, and I remember seeing, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Russ Roberts at EconTalk tweeted about this. Someone, someone, uh, I think it was Richard Clarida, in fact, from the Fed board, uh, who's the vice chair, 
said that the recession started on March 1st. And his laughter and my laughter was over. Not March 2nd? Not, uh, how about Leap Day, February 29th? Because, you know, it only happens once every four years. So if we were going to be vulnerable to a recession, it'd be on a leap day, right? Okay, of course, we're being sarcastic. But I think it's foolhardy to try to pick a day. We try to pick months. And I've argued for quite some time that the month was March. And it was in February. And as you look at the data, that's what I think you'll see. And when the National Bureau for Economic Research finally gets round to to dating this recession, which it's not going to do for a few months yet. So the official start of the recession, that that marking of that date, I don't imagine them doing this until sometime in, in, I don't imagine them even having a meeting till July, and I imagine the announcement happening in August or maybe September. I don't think it's going to happen in June. And I don't think they'd, I don't know, they might be willing to come out with a statement as early as July. But, you know, they say, if I was a betting man, I said, say, who has two thumbs and loves gambling? This guy. Uh, I love gambling. I, lo- I love it because I like, I like to get people to think in terms of bets and think in terms of, of, well, you say that so boldly, but would you be willing to put money on it? I would be willing to bet that the recession started in March. I'd be willing to wager pretty good money at about even odds. That's about that's the level of my confidence in that. And that's why I like talking about it in terms of betting, because betting lets me respect confidence. But if that's true, is it possible that we might have found the bottom of this thing? Just to give you an example, earlier this week, Greg Ipp from the Wall Street Journal is being interviewed, I believe this is from CNBC, and, and, and he starts rattling off a set of statistics that make it sound like he's pretty sure we saw a bottom here sometime in April. Go ahead and play Greg Ip for me, Wyatt. Well, you got to remember that right now, this is a very fast-moving series of events. We basically went from a strong economy in February to utter collapse in April. As we saw with the housing starts data, retail sales, industrial production, employment in April all showed record declines. But since then, um, you know, some states have started to open up. And so at times like this, you can't rely on the monthly data, which is outdated. You've got to look at things like daily and weekly data. And we have a lot of that from private places like Apple Maps mobility data, which show that the worst point was early April and that we've now seen a significant uptick in mobility. And you translate that to things like visits to retailers, that are compiled by a company called Unicast, same story, down 50% in April, now maybe down only 30%. You listen to some of the commentary from companies like Uber or Wendy's, they're saying that the worst is behind them and that the year-over-year declines are now diminishing, which tells us that on a sequential basis, things are looking up. We, Becky, we may look back and conclude that April was the bottom. April was the bottom. Wow. And if April's the bottoming, you can see signs like he's talking about in May. Is it possible that the V-shape is here? Is it even possible? Just to give you one example of a weekly statistic. Uh, this is from uh, Peter Bookvar. Um, Peter Bookvar uh, at uh, the Book Report. 
Uh, he writes, uh, thanks to low rates and maybe a greater desire for suburban living, purchase applications to buy a home rose 6.4% week over week and is now down just 1.5% year over year. This is the fifth straight week of gains. So you guys heard uh, the show prior to this, the Real Estate Chalk Talk guys, and they're talking about how they're doing showings. I have a good friend here whose daughter's about to go to school over in Michigan, in, in, uh, not in Detroit or not, and not in uh, Ann Arbor, but uh, I want to say she's going to Grand Rapids, uh, but somewhere, somewhere, somewhere out, outside the area. She's going, she's going to school uh, for graduate work. They're buying a house. They haven't stepped foot in Michigan in months. They're doing it all remotely. And he's motivated to try to buy something. And he's looking at, he's having her walk around with a camera, take, taking pictures of the place. And he's already pre-approved for his, for his refinance of his house. that so he's going to stick into the second house. And they're rocking and rolling because interest rates are very low. And so you would have to think, you would have to think, that there's some signs out there, potentially, that we have seen some changes in what's happening right now. And so I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit about, if this was a V-shape, what does it actually look like? Because I've been, a- I've been asked this question by a few people. I'm working on a presentation to this effect. I'm not saying this is, this is actually what's going to happen. But I'm going to say, there's a bullish case to be made that this is a very short, quick recession to which the recovery could be complete in the next few months. And if that's true, that's a very different landscape we're looking at six to eight months from now. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lion. At WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor?
Well, probably maybe like a singer-dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Smart Speakers. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. I sure got the blues this morning, baby. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you about it. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Very nice. Wyatt, did you know that um, John plays the guitar? I did not know that. Yeah. He's been sending me clips. <laughs> he's been late night he's been late night jamming. That's uh that's what he's been doing during quarantine, huh? Yeah. Well we all need something to do. All right. I'm uh sidebar to Don. Two episodes left of season three of Fauda. That's that's been my quarantine jam this week. Um and I really do wish that Showtime could figure out why figure out just release the entire season of Billions at once, would you please? Okay, waiting for Sunday night is so 1990s. I can't tell you. Um, but anyway, I guess the suspense has is, is, is got its own value. But Don has also t- tweeted at us, what about, he, sa- he says, uh, what about upcoming defaults, bankruptcies, and wave of unemployment numbers? Let me, let me be very clear about, about this. V-shaped recovery is not a prediction. I was watching a a, a broadcast uh, uh, a broadcast of a forecast uh, from uh, from one consulting group. I'm going I'm going to leave them nameless because I I'm not sure I'm not sure they'd want everything in that thing to be be public. It was a it was a private it was a private uh, broadcast uh, pay pay for broadcast that I was given access to, and I appreciated it very much. It was really it was really interesting. But one of the things you do, and this is true for a number of forecasters, is that you forecast a variety of possible outcomes based on different assumptions. And those assumptions are, are just that. They're, they're the things that you don't really know with any certainty how to predict. All right, And, and one of the things that I, I use in my language to talk about them are are these seemingly mathy, mathy 
statisticky scientific terms, exogenous and endogenous. All right? Those are those are big twenty five cent words. What do they mean? Endogenous just means something that I'm modeling. Something that I'm capturing within the model. Exogenous means something that I know affects the things in the model, but I'm not modeling them. I'm just going to assume what those are. As I've said for months now, I'm not an epidemiologist. I can't model a pandemic very well. I can do little things. We talked about the piece that John Cochran wrote a couple weeks ago. We talked about it here on the show in which he tried to say, well, that that rate of infection is probably influenced by human by by reactions of human beings to the reports about infections. That, that that's certainly true. Okay, so he tried to endogenize some of the something that normally we would treat it as exogenous. The model I was looking at treated it as exogenous, but sort of imagines a variety of of things. Think about whether or not there's a second wave. When will we develop a vaccine? When will we have effective therapeutics? How will people behave now that they've gone through this first wave, they've had the lockdown, and they've started to put things back together? Let me give you an example of this. This is Mark Mahaney. He's an analyst with RBC Investments. And he's talking about the changes in consumer behavior. Now, he's talking from the viewpoint of someone trying to look for for a way to invest based on those changes in consumer behavior. Okay, but I want you to think about this in a different way. I want you to think about it in terms of what does it say about about the pace of of, of an economic recovery? Have we just have we just changed who we buy our things from, or has it changed how much we're going to buy? Play play uh, the Mahaney kilt, please, Wyatt. To the names for the names that structurally. Uh, benefited from this, the the at-home, work-from-home, live-at-home, shop-from-home, entertain-at-home companies, and there's a series of them in there. Uh, The question is whether there's going to be a permanent change in consumer behavior. Uh, I I think there's, with this kind of time that you spent two months with people living under kind of a new regime, my guess is that that does lead to permanent changes in behavior. Yes, there'll be a little bit of a cessation in some of these activities, but I think there'll be permanent moves in some of this. And so I think names that have been structural winners so far will remain that way, whether that's a Shopify, an Amazon, or a Netflix. So there's going to be winners and losers from that. And it's part of that churn. So when, when Don writes to me, what about defaults and bankruptcies and, and the wave of unemployment numbers? Let me set the unemployment numbers aside for the moment, and I'll probably get to those in the next segment. But let me, let me talk about the defaults and, and bankruptcies. Restaurants are going to be devastated. It's probably the case that those that have deep pockets and probably the chain restaurants are going to do much better than those that are owned by independent operators. I love independent operators. As I've said on the show a few times, my son's in that business. He's not an owner, but he's, he's, the, uh, he's the chef. He's the creator of the foods at, the, at, a, at a very good restaurant here in the St. Cloud area. I'm deeply concerned about what happens because people are going to shop differently. But they're going to have to react differently, too. They're going to have to do business outside. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't work. Some restaurants I love that are owned by local people here in the St. Cloud area are going to go bankrupt. 
Okay. The mall here in town, which recently got sold from one commercial real estate operator to a big, large company, to another large company, is now in, in deep distress, and I make it really quite likely that some of those larger firms, the firms that own lots of malls around the country, I expect some defaulting payments because many of the retailers out there are simply saying, you know what, I could go into bankruptcy court, but maybe I can get away with just not paying you, uh, mall owner. Maybe, maybe rather than you sending me to bankruptcy court, maybe you'll cut me a better deal because I can always go to the bankruptcy court and protect myself. And then you'll get, then you'll get nothing or you'll get, you'll get probably less than what I'm going to be offering you as a reduced rental payment. That's what's happening right now. They're going to happen. That doesn't mean that you don't go through a, a short, sharp recession. There's still churn that happens. There's still going to be, there's still going to be bankruptcies. There's still going to be defaults, but they're going to be in some areas. And I think it's fair to say, as Mahaney says, in essence, that's just a change in behavior. And I would add, a change in behavior that was coming anyways. Okay, do you not think that we were going to? Did do you not think we were going to have these changes? Eventually, right? We've been trying to get uh, people to shop on online for their groceries. I mean, Peapod, right? That was almost 20 years ago. Now Instacart comes along and it just happens to be there at the time the pandemic happens. People start using it more who weren't willing to use it before. And they discover, heck, that's pretty. that's a pretty cool way to get my groceries. I think I'll stick with that. And those behaviors will change. So I don't know that that I'm. I mean, it, I feel bad for the restaurants that are closed. It could w- very well be that that my own child is going to end up with a restaurant that can't survive this. But these changes are happening, and they're going to continue to happen. Right? They're going to continue to happen, and that, in fact, is when I when when I talk about creative destruction. Guess what? A pandemic may accelerate creative destruction, but the absence of a pandemic for the next hundred years will not stop uh, uh, creative destruction. It may just go at a more more normal pace rather than a re- rather than having everything change in a couple months rather than a couple decades. Right. And when that change happens, when you come out of that, and you, when you come out on the other side of that, could it go fast? Yeah, I kind of think it could. I don't think the current numbers are quite as rosy as uh, Greg Gipp uh, uh, provides. And on the other side of this, I want to give you, uh, I want to give you both the good and bad side. We'll continue on this this thought because I want to. I can hold two thoughts at the same time. I can hold the thought that this this recovery could be V-shaped. Could be V-shaped. And at the same time, there could be a significant number of job job turnover, job layoffs that end up being permanent. And that those unemployment numbers could come down relatively slowly. 
We'll talk about that after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com The world seems to change every day. While we've made many adjustments during this pandemic, we are still open for you. Shipping parts, repairing pressure washers, and doing proposals for new wash bays hasn't stopped. As your local family-owned source for pressure washers, we are here for you during these times. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com to find out more. That's AmericanPressure.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. That's yeah, that'll get your blood pumping. Oh, turn it up for a minute. Come on. This rain is depressing me. I love this song. Thank you, I appreciate it. Turn it back down now. King Banyan Show Business 1440. We're live 651-289-4477. On Memorial Day weekend here. 
I do not want anyone to think that by talking about the possibility of a V-shape that that um, I'm, I'm at all looking at this through rose-colored glasses. I don't actually think the V-shape is the highest probability outcome here. All my own planning and my own work, because I have to prepare for fall semester right now, um, is based on the presumption that there will be a second wave and that I need to build in flexibility of how I deliver classes to our students based on that. Uh, if you're new to listening to us because it's a holiday weekend and you just landed on this channel, uh, I'm King Banyan. I'm an economist up at St. Cloud State University. I've been here since the mid-'80s, and for the last six years I've served as dean of the School of Public Affairs. So when I say I'm planning, I've got, I've got about 900 students uh, who are majors in one of our programs, uh, both undergraduate and graduate. Uh, I've got about uh, 45 faculty, 40 to 45 faculty, uh, depending on who's on sabbatical this year. And uh, we do a pretty good job of teaching those students and all the other students here at St. Cloud State who are, who are interested in learning about, uh, about the public interest writ large. Um, and it, I would love to think that I could bring students back to campus full-time and everything's going to be hunky-dory. It won't be. We'll test them for sure. I mean, I think, I think, I think there'll be – I'm hoping by the time we roll around to August – it seems like we can plan on there being uh, fairly reliable, quick tests that we can do. If we can't, we certainly can ask for temperatures and take temperatures and, and so forth. And we'll we'll find ways of, uh, to figure out, you know, how much infection could be running around our campus. We'll do that. But my plans involve, you know, planning on there being a second a second wave of some sort. Does that mean I think there's going to be another set of lockdowns? No, I actually, I actually believe that won't happen. I think that's, I think that's something you can do once, and probably not twice. You've probably, you've probably uh, fired off all that ammunition that you had to to flatten the curve, and I don't think you can go back to that that same toolkit a second time and think it will have anywhere near the outcome because people have adjusted, people have learned, and. I think some of the some of the impact and some of the beneficial impact of flattening the curve came from the fact that in early April we just didn't know what was going to happen and so we thought well we'll play it safe particularly if you're like me someone over 60 even though you're in reasonably good health um you are you know you're still probably going to play it a little on the safe side but we're adjusting all right in April, I probably wouldn't have sat in line to go get a cup of coffee out of Starbucks. I would have said, yeah, it's probably not worth it. But this time, it was. Because I had some more confidence in the, way, in the way we would do things together. I wore my mask. I put a glove on my hand. Okay? My, my server was at the, at the window was gloved and masked. I don't think the second wave, and I don't think the next piece of this, I don't think the next thing that happens is so bad that we end up creating the W. But suppose that we've, we actually do succeed. Suppose in finding a vaccine so that by late summer we believe there's a vaccine there and that we've got better therapeutics that are being distributed in a better fashion. I read this story uh, about the fact that uh, uh, Remdesivir... Um, is being rationed still because they simply don't have enough supply. It's annoying to me because I 
to me when it when you have trouble rationing things. Well, economists happen to know something about rationing, and our answer to that is you should probably use the price system. No, people don't like it. I get that people say, well, that just means the rich people get it. No, it doesn't really. Because most of the time, the people who are asking for that solution have access to access to insurance payments and maybe even public insurance payments through, through Medicare or Medicaid that would cover the cost of the drug. But you should probably use the price system to, to do those allocations and let people, make those, let people make those decisions for themselves. That said, the demand for remdesivir, even though it doesn't look like it actually cures you, it just shortens the time that you are, you are sick if, you, if you're going to recover. It shortens the time that you're in the ICU, which is quite valuable because we need more ICU. We, you know, we're told we need more ICU beds. That, in fact, is one way is one way in which you can do the do the do the uh, um, you could come out of this recession, and that's one determinant of the shape. If if we have a sufficient supply of remdesivir and and other therapeutics, okay, it doesn't cure you, it doesn't prevent you from getting sick, but when you're sick, it makes your sickness not so burdensome, and it reduces the rate of death. If we had that, you could imagine something something happening. So J.P. Morgan came out with a forecast this week, which actually was maybe maybe the rosiest of anything I've played for you so far. Uh, it was reported it was reported on on CNBC here with this clip. Go ahead and play that, Wyatt. In a note to clients, J.P. Morgan is sort of looking at the impact of viruses, uh, the virus on the markets. And it charted the spread of the virus for U.S. states that have reopened in order to forecast where the market goes from here. They found infection rates declined after lockdowns ended. That's actually amazing. You see majority states under that line there. Um, and they say couple that fact with the fact that we've got a lot of monetary and fiscal measures taken by the government, by the Fed to help people stabilize the economy. And they think the markets will recover quicker than expected. And back to the point of bumpiness that we talked about, 46 points down, down on the Dow now, um, these bumps are going to get smaller if J.P. Morgan is correct. And that is the shape of, of either the V or the U. So I, I, I will say, I'm putting probabilities on all of those. My probability of a U-shaped recession is still greater than my probability of a V-shaped recession. And this is what I was watching on this. They, were, they actually normally, this, this particular firm, I've seen other forecasts they've done. They typically think of themselves as having three different forecasts. One has a significantly higher probability in a world where things are going along normally you'll have something that you'll call the normal or baseline or or, or base forecast in your base forecast you say the probability that the base forecast is going to be the closest to correct is probably 60 to 70 to 80 percent that is not the world we're in right now we're in a world where frankly even at this moment the probability that you would call is that of the the probability that you attach to the most likely outcome is probably less than fifty percent. Meaning there's some prob, there's some probability of so, there's some prob, significant probability that something better is going to happen, and some probability that something worse is going to happen. 
we could have a significant second wave, okay? And we could have have one of those where where the the virus mutates into some different phase that becomes maybe even more deadly. Somewhat what happened in 1918 with Spanish flu. It could happen. I think we know a lot more about germ theory than we did in 1918. I don't think that's going to happen. But I can't throw that completely away. I actually have to have a forecast for that of some kind. But that said, with that said, I still come back to the, to the point that, that uh, Don made in his tweet uh, about 30 minutes ago to say, to say, well, what about all the unemployment? Well, there'll be waves of unemployment, and some of them are going to last for a while. When we do job Saturday in two weeks, okay, my guess right now is you're going to have an unemployment rate. The official unemployment rate is going to be about straight on about 20%. Could be 18, could be 19, could be 21, could be 22. That's all big range, right? That's a big range. But that's the nature of the probability space that we're in right now. I don't, I, if you think about there being bell curves representing the different possible outcomes for the unemployment rate, where you would have a bell with a high peak and kind of narrow range, okay, we call that a low, you know, low variance prediction. I've got really high variance right now. And so my bell curve looks ve- looks like a very flat hill there's a there's an incline and a decline but they're very very shallow and the tails are very far apart that's simply the world you're in right now and you have to figure out how to live within it and we can spend a lot of time and the news spends a lot of time focusing on one tail the bad tail the negative tail the 25% 30% unemployment rate tail and and people who give opinions like that get a lot of coverage. Don't ignore the other tale is the story of today. In fact, that will be the title of this particular hour. Don't ignore the other tale. Because the short V recession is still out there as a possibility. Okay? And you can have that happen even when it creates significant churn and leads to permanent job loss and leads to bankruptcies and leads to defaults. All of those things can happen in a short recession if it's sharp enough. And man, there hasn't been a sharper recession than this one, okay, since the 1930s. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. <laughs> Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't 
make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. We're here with another satisfied JTR roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional, and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Your Amazon smart speaker is now your all-access pass to financial strategists, economic pros, and more. Tune in with Alexa. Just say, play Business Radio 1440. That's play Business Radio 1440. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Wow, wow. Uh, I think we're finding out that Wyatt has some uh, some musical taste. It's a really great fit for this show. By the way, I wanted you to know, next week, um, we always have the Funky Fifth Saturday, when we have five Saturdays in a month, and I always call it the Funky Fifth, because I have a, I have a sketch in my head every week for what data come out. In the first hour of the show, I can usually kind of think about what what data is out and how that's going to be shaped. That's why we do Job Saturday every month because we always know that's what's going into that first Saturday. Um, so for Funky Fifth, this this time around, we get two to three of those a year. Um, we're having my cousin, um, John Christie, who is an author, uh, and uh, and he's written a book, a, 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 an autobiography, uh, he's an author. He uh, was the uh, city editor of the Miami Herald for some time. He's written for a number of newspapers around the around the country over the years. In retirement now, uh, and has written this book, and and it's focused on his relationship with our grandmother. Um, and so, um, as well as trying to help help a brother, uh, help a cousin uh, hawk a book, um, I thought, you know what. Once in a great while, I would love a chance to be able to talk about a member of my family who I look look up to greatly. And there is nobody I looked up to more than my grandmother. 
um, as I bet you do too. So, so we're going to take a little time to do that uh, next Saturday here on the show. Um, John Christie with us. So I want I, I I want to encourage you to be back with us next week um, to to hear that because I think it's I, I'm I'm super looking forward to this. I'm already I'm already making notes and trying to figure out what questions to ask about the book. Uh, and I've learned a lot. I, I, there's a lot of stories in here that I knew about my own grandmother. Uh, but there's a lot of stories here about John and about his mom, my aunt, uh, who I did not, which I did not know. And, uh, and, uh, it's been really kind of personally a very rewarding time for me to read it. I'll post a link to the, to the book. Uh, it's not available on Amazon. It's uh, being published by a small publisher up in, uh, up in New Hampshire where, where both John and I grew up. Uh, we'll have that to you in a bit. Um, look, uh, my, I tell you what, listeners, you like set up the show in the way you're, you're coming right along with me and how we're doing this. Jack just tweets to us at pound KBRS. The argument against the V is that damage has occurred that can't be repaired easily. True. That's not an argument against the V. Okay, let me let me let me point out to you. Okay, and this was actually, I believe, on Bloomberg uh, yesterday or Thursday. Excuse me. This is Stephen Davis, an economist I highly uh, highly esteem. Uh, he's at the University of Chicago, and he and a couple other people have done a study of uh, of past recessions. And I want you to just hear the logic of this because he's talking about how much of the job loss might in fact be permanent. Let's play Stephen Davis, please. Well, you cited the uh, 42% figure. We got that in two parts. First, we surveyed firms in April and asked them, what fraction of your layoffs do you say are, are permanent? And that number was 23%. A recent household survey by the Washington Post actually got the same number. But then we did something else. We looked back and historically we said, of the layoffs that firms and workers thought were temporary when they happened, how many actually led to recalls? And a good chunk of them never laid to recalls. So we put that historical evidence together with the survey evidence from April to come up with our 42% estimate. So that's good. But that means that this recovery will be like every other recovery. Will it? Right? Will it really be like every other one? I don't know that. Two things. First off, you have to believe for for Professor Davis's story to be right, then you also have to go back to Mark Mahaney's point that we listened to a little earlier that consumer behavior has fundamentally changed. If consumer behavior has fundamentally changed, then some of that damage that that is being cited isn't going to be repaired. Right. But again, go back to what I said then. Creative destruction is creative destruction says we're we're taking resources that are invested in places like shopping malls and reallocating it to other places. Now, how will that reallocation work? It works best in a world where in fact you've removed the restrictions that that inhibit that reallocation. The if there's been anything positive to come out of the last two months. It has been the, the at least temporary suspension of tons of regulation 
that in February probably kept us from having test kits quickly. It probably inhibited some of the inhibited some of the of the response that we were we were late in getting to. Okay, and this isn't an argument about about people in power. The regulatory system is in fact an organic thing that that goes from from administration to administration. Doesn't matter who the elected officials are, that organization is that organization. And it changes very, very, very slowly. But a lot of it has been clear cut over the last seven to eight weeks. And you can you and if you like the current administration, then you're gonna say it's a current administration doing great things. If you don't like the current administration but you like the outcome, you're like you're likely to say you're likely to say, well, an emergency made them do something I really wanted them to do, and there are going to be people out there that didn't want those reg- regulations removed. I think many of them still work at places like the FDA and the CDC. That's, that's an editorial comment on the side. I won't, we won't go down that road. My point is this recovery is likely to be different and faster because we have fewer regulations in place than the ones that Professor Davis was, was examining the recoveries of in the past. And that's why I, I actually say I have greater hope for, for that some of that damage done can be repaired more quickly because I believe the, the, the dead hand of the state, the regulatory uh, framework of, 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 the, of the government, not this administration, but, this, but the government of our government, has been reduced by the necessity to fight the pandemic. And now that we've discovered that, maybe that behavior changes as well. That's the optimistic way to think about how this could turn out. That's the optimistic way. I don't put a whole lot of percentages on that, but I put some, and I think you should too. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Your safety is of the utmost importance to the Invergrove Hyundai family. They want you to know that you can shop their entire inventory online at InvergroveHyundai.com. And if you're in need of a new Hyundai right now, it's a great time to buy. All Hyundai Elantras and Hyundai Tucsons come with 0% financing for 84 months. You'll find over 500 vehicles to choose from, and Invergrove Hyundai's internet managers will answer any of your questions. You can do all the paperwork online as well. Even though their sales and service department is open for business, Invergrove Hyundai will deliver the vehicle to your home for your test drive and, of course, after your purchase is completed. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. The world as we know it may have changed, but the incredible customer service that you'll receive at Invergrove Hyundai has not. Stay safe, and when you're ready, visit them online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at SocialSecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart, to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate 
to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presents...